Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. JJ is a 58-year-old insurance executive who presents for his health maintenance visit. Overall, he has no complaints, except that he's constantly exhausted. I just can't relax when I want to go to sleep. He reports going to bed around 11.30, but sometimes doesn't fall asleep till after 1. Then I'm up at 6 again for the next day. After some hesitancy, he finally admits that he uses marijuana gummies every night to help him fall asleep faster and he's been doing so regularly for the last few years. I don't want to get hooked on sleeping pills, but I got to sleep. What can we tell JJ about his regular marijuana use? Hi, this is Dr. Frank Domino, and joining me today is Jillian Joseph, physician assistant and instructor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the UMass Chan Medical School and assistant professor in the Department of PA Studies at the Massachusetts College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences University in Worcester, Massachusetts. Hello, Jillian. Hello, Frank. How are you doing today? I'm well, thanks. So um, I've, I'm always exhausted as well, but I need nothing to help me fall asleep. I'm in the same boat, but I think this is a common problem for so many patients. And as marijuana is becoming more commercially available, I think a lot of people are turning to it. So what can you tell us about the current understanding of how smoking marijuana affects the human body compared to smoking tobacco? Well, um, we have some interesting data about cannabis in general, and then there's good data that breaks it down by how it's taken in. So regular cannabis smoking has been correlated with a variety of pulmonary issues typically related to chronic overinflation and increased airway resistance. And it's considerably different and worse than those who smoke regular commercially available tobacco. Most worrisome about smoking cannabis all the time is that it generates a lower oxygen extraction ability of your lungs. This ultimately can result in COPD. And recently, we found data that shows it dramatically increases the risk of pulmonary hypertension. A recent publication demonstrated that regular cannabis smoking can induce a lower IQ score. There's a growing body of literature that shows smoking marijuana is also associated with lung cancer, even in those as young as 40. So you mentioned memory and IQ influence. What's the data that supports this claim? Out of uh, New Zealand, uh, an observational study of 1,000 patients Uh, followed people from a very young age, uh, starting at 18 through age 45. And they have excellent retention in this study. And they they tracked in particular regular cannabis use and dependence at a variety of ages, as well as IQ testing when they were very young and at age 45. And what they found was that long-term cannabis users had an IQ decline from childhood of about five and a half IQ points. This was seen in poor learning and processing speeds, and in particular, increased problems with both memory and attention. And these cognitive deficits could not be explained after controlling for tobacco use, alcohol use, 
other illicit drug use, childhood socioeconomic status, low childhood self-control issues, or family history of substance abuse. Long-term cannabis users also were found on MRI studies to have a smaller hippocampal volume compared to non-users. Um, and uh, some of these losses, both in IQ and memory, were able to be regained after marijuana was stopped being used. Finally, uh, a smaller study found that regular marijuana users, if they used it for regularly for seven or more years, started losing executive functioning and thought processing speeds. Hmm. As recreational marijuana use is becoming more common and more commonly discussed, some people develop dependence, especially in the evening. So what should we do about this? Well, I think of sleep disorders as, uh, as, a, as a broad, broad spectrum. And what we need to do is recognize it's a problem like anything else. We need to generate a differential diagnosis and recognize that someone's using marijuana as a treatment for that insomnia. So primary insomnia is considered very uncommon. And most likely, uh, most people have some form of secondary insomnia. So that can be in and of itself, uh, an entity, but it's often related to other problems. Things like anxiety, hypomania, bipolar disorder, chronic pain, and depression. So most patients with chronic marijuana use, especially in the evening, do so to quote relax. So right off the bat, we have a good we have a good hint with our patient here that he's got an anxiety problem, and whether that we've got to we got to tease that out a little bit, but we need to work it up as a problem with insomnia and anxiety, not necessarily just marijuana dependence. Um, I found that many people have who aren't anxious but have a sleep disorder have some degree of hypomania, especially overachievers, and in this case, we we've got someone who's uh, an insurance executive. So he's he's a fairly driven person. Um, and he may have some degree of hypomania. And in patients like that, this is a great place to not use a benzodiazepine, but a very, very low dose of an atypical antipsychotic, something like quetiapine. This may just quiet his mind enough to help him fall asleep and stay asleep. And uh, I found that to be far healthier than running the risks of regular use of marijuana. Agree. So what should we do to help JJ? Well, I think the first thing we need to do is point out that his exhaustion may be in part from not getting adequate sleep, but may also be in part from some of the mental toll he's suffering from regular marijuana use. Point out that it's probably making his ability to function harder yeah, five IQ points doesn't seem like a lot, but to lose any, especially as you age, is worrisome. And we we have data that shows it decreases memory and decreases executive functioning. So first, to educate him, then to congratulate him for not smoking cigarettes. And then we need to work up his sleep issue. Is it primary? Is it secondary? Is it depression? Is it anxiety? Is it hypomania? What's causing it? And then treat appropriately. This is what we do all the time. This is right in our world. And we can somewhat pejoratively think, oh, he's just dependent upon marijuana, when the reality of the matter is he has an undiagnosed condition. That, and and the, the onus is on us to be broad thinking and work it up. Absolutely. This is so interesting. I think, you know, as more time goes on and more research is done on long-term uh, use of marijuana, we'll find more and more 
detrimental effects um, in addition to some of the more beneficial effects. So thanks for bringing this to our attention. Thank you, Jillian. Practice pointer. Chronic marijuana use has been found to lower IQ scores and alter executive and memory function. Join us next time when we talk about the newest data on walking, exercise, and lowering all-cause mortality. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.